You're listening to Driving Law, a podcast by Kyla Lee about all things related to the rules of the road. Hello, and welcome to Driving Law with Kyla Lee. This week, Kyla's out of town in trial, so in addition to a guest, we have a guest host, me, Jody Hartman. My guest is... Nancy Brar. Hi, everyone. And we have great topics. Of course, in our office, we, defend, we all defend tickets, so this one is a little bit mind-blowing. Delta police are using drones for speeding enforcement. What is that, Nancy? Um, I think there's going to be a lot of concerns about that. Uh, the last time we even heard about... Um, the police possibly using drones was the VPD, and that was going to be for special investigation. So the fact that they're being now used for speed enforcement is kind of new, um, and it's going to be a problem going forward, I think, for a lot of reasons. Um, Jody, before we were talking a little bit about this, do you want to jump in and let us know what those, some of those reasons were? Well, I think, first of all, using drones for speeding enforcement, how exactly is an officer going to determine how fast you're going? Um, this article was particularly about how Delta PD is using it in a specific uh, op- specific area of Tawasin to uh, enforce stunt, stunt racing and speed racing. And they were basically using these drones in order to catch the drivers, get their license plates so that they can pull them over in at, at a safer time instead of chasing them which obviously nobody wants on, on their roads. Um, I think in this case, with using the drones, how are they going to get the actual speeds if they're not out there on the road doing the patrols? Are they going to be able to get the speeds off the drones? I don't know. Yeah, there didn't seem to be a lot of um, indication in the recent article about uh, whether or not these devices, the drones, are actually equipped with laser or radar, or how that's happening, or whether the drone operators are able to get a clear visual estimate Um, whether there's special training that goes into that, perhaps. Um, None of that's uh, revealed at all. So this is a very new area, and it is concerning that that this is being used without a lot of information about how it's being used. Totally agree. We see this once. We're likely going to see it again. It didn't seem like Delta was going to stop using it for any reason, but you know, it's a it's a it's privacy. We don't know necessarily know who the drivers are going to be. I think that's also going to be potentially an issue, um, as the drones are, according to the article, only using the drones to get the license plates. I mean, I guess they're going to follow them to their houses and pinpoint the drivers from the backs of their heads. Maybe they'll drive around to the front, but I think in that case, you have serious, serious privacy issues going on with that. Um, It's one thing to use it to, you know, combat speed racing in an an area that obviously needs it, but it's another thing to actually go after those drivers and try and stop them later on based on this flying device that's out there in the open. I don't know. It seems a little bit strange to me. And another concern that I was thinking about, actually, Jody, as you were talking about that, is when these drones aren't used, for example, on highways or other areas that are specifically um, for driving, what about residential areas? What about privacy issues related to that, right? Um, though they're people's homes, you know, they're going out doing their daily tasks, and they might be surveilled without realizing it as a result of these drones trying to, you know, allegedly catch traffic uh, infractions. 
Yeah, I think in the article it did mention that these were being used, uh, or the the area that they were looking at was on First Nations land. Well, is that band going to be providing them with access to that? We also have to talk about the airspace. Do they have access privacy in the airspace? I don't know. It seems a bit of a, it seems like a stretch to me, especially for speeding. I get it for enforcement and, um, you know, trying to protect the community from these street racers. But in terms of evidence, if those street racers were to dispute their tickets, I don't think there's very much there. Yeah, I agree with you. I think, um, I think that, uh, because this is so new, um, there is a lot of gray area in terms of enforcement and also the evidence, and that might impact uh, tickets that are issued as a result of drones. Well, what an interesting topic. Let's uh, move on to our next topic, which is September is Distracted Driving Month. Police are cracking down. I mean, they're always cracking down, let's be honest. I think we do mostly speeding and cell phone tickets here. We're seeing a lot more cell phone tickets, but how do you think this is going to affect the people on the roads? Um, I think that hopefully, you know, just hearing that uh, the police are planning on cracking down this month, that more individuals are conscious of their devices uh, in their cars and uh, maybe brush up on the distracted driving laws to ensure that they're in compliance because um, I'm not sure if all of our listeners are aware, but officers can be on foot, um, they can be in on motorcycles, they can be in cars um, when they're patrolling and looking for uh, distracted drivers. Um, so it, it's, it's very, um, it's, it's a good time to brush up on your distracted driving law at this stage. Yeah, as you mentioned, there's so many different ways that they do these distracted driving enforcements. So most commonly they're at intersections, they're on foot, they've parked in some sort of gas station or parking lot, they're peeking out behind bushes, peeking out behind signs. Um, that seems to be the most common, um, you also get, you know, the officers looking for people at red lights, same sort of sort of instance at the intersections. Um, but what about those ones, all the hidden tactics that they're using? Have you heard of any of those? So, for example, um, there, my mom was telling me about this uh, recently where she went to an intersection. She actually saw a police officer dressed up as a homeless person walking through um, surveying for people on their cell phones at a main intersection. You know, they're, they're getting tricky these days. Yeah, so, I mean, I think at this stage that just means that you have to be extra careful and in, uh, assume that the officer might not be uh, in uniform, <laughs> uh, might be in plain clothes, uh, you know, and you're not safe at a red light. A red light is not, be, is not the same as being parked, um, which I think we often get that. Um, a lot of people come to us and say, well, I was parked or I was stopped at the red light. Not the same as being parked somewhere. Yeah, um. <laughs> you got to remember, you got to be parked legally somewhere, pulled over with your vehicle in park, not intending to move anywhere, um, which I think is a big thing. Uh, people also have to remember, you know, cell phone tickets are for use of electronic device, um, and that is holding it in a position that it can be used. So, you know, if you have your phone in a mount, great. That's what you need to do. That's what you're supposed to do. If that phone falls out of your mount, don't pick it up. It's in your hand, now you're, now you're using your cell phone. It's, it's an innocent action, you think you're doing the right thing, just don't do it. Put the phone away, leave it back, it doesn't need to be there. That text, that email, that phone call, that Instagram post can all wait. Cell phone tickets are expensive. Four points on your record, $368 fine. You start racking up those cell phone tickets, you're looking at driving prohibitions, driver risk premiums, 
put the phone away. Yes, and we often hear people worried about their GPS. Oh no, but if I don't adjust it, I'll get lost or I'll be late on my way to where I'm going. It's not worth it. Pull over, readjust the GPS where it's safe to do so. You know, park obviously first, um, but uh, really there's no excuse um, that the police are willing to entertain uh, in those situations. So don't don't uh, even be in that situation in the first place is our advice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, too, uh, too often we get, uh, you know, people saying, oh, I wasn't touching it and I wasn't doing anything with it. Well, you know, you're not going to get a cell phone ticket for the most part if you're you know, innocently doing nothing with your cell phone. Put it away, put it in a mount, don't look at it, turn it off. You know, officers are looking for people with their head down, looking at their screens, looking over, you know, potentially looking at it. You know, that's still a use. Gotta be careful out there, folks. Um, and in saying that, let's move on to our next topic, uh, where apparently drivers are admitting to using their phones more during this pandemic, according to an ICBC study. Does that really surprise you? I think given the pandemic and how isolated we all are, <laughs> and uh, I think it makes sense that more people are using their phones. Um, but I think also just the pandemic has maybe lulled some people into a false sense of security that there's not as much patrol going on, but there is. Uh, a pandemic doesn't mean that there are no uh, police officers out there on the road. They definitely are. Um, it just means that, uh, you know, that one out of 10 times that you decide to use your phone, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, and I think we have to talk about, you know, during a pandemic, there's, you know, there's lots of going on, lots of people that are high risk, they're immunocompromised, they're sick, there's lots of family members that are genuinely worried about their family members, you know, they might be isolating, they might have gone for a test, they're getting those texts, they're getting their phone calls where they're driving, you know, in terms of an emergency situation where you are allowed to use your cell phone while you are driving, it is for you to be calling 911. It's not for you to um, use while, because somebody has texted you and they're really, really sick and they really need you to come, pull over. But that seems to be maybe sort of a common uh, denominator here where people are using it more. They're, they're driving maybe more in areas that they're not, uh, they're not, used, not to. used to, you know, family members are sick. Um, you know, kids potentially at school are now being exposed. Somebody else is being exposed at work, colleague, uh, partner, you know, there's a lot of factors that go into this and I, I do get it, but, uh, you know, you got to put the phone down. I mean, we're all guilty of, of a little look or a little something here and there, but, you know, we really got to be conscious here about, about our cell phone use. It is, according to ICBC, the number one cause of accidents. Um, second is speeding. So put the phone away. Don't use it. If you got to use it, pull over, park, make sure you're in a safe spot. It's all we can say, you know, don't do it. <laughs> Honestly, just make the safe choice. Even if, you know, you're on your way to Starbucks to get that pumpkin spice latte and you're putting that pickup order in, do it while you're parked on the side of the road and then, you know, go on your way and go get that pumpkin spice because definitely the season, it's not just about distracted driving in September. <laughs> no, definitely not. Ramping up for Halloween, kids are going back to school, we gotta, you know, make sure your, your phone's away when you're dropping your kids off going back to school now, you know? There's no reason for you to be on be on the road waiting for that text for your kid to come back. Wait down the street, pull over, park, wait for that call while you're still sitting parked, you know? 
it's school zones are, are busy areas. There's lots of busy streets, you know, typically with, with distracted driving enforcement, they're doing it at busy intersections. It's areas where they've, you know, had lots of, if they were given lots of tickets, there's been lots of accidents. Just got to be careful. You know, it's, it's not worth it. It really is not worth it in the long run coming from, you know, experience with uh, clients that, you know, get their, uh, driving prohibitions out of the blue and they're very confused just put it away yeah and honestly you know we're getting into the it, pandemic has been hard enough don't make it harder on yourself by being actually stuck at home facing a driving prohibition because of cell phone use it's like one of those things a lot of people come to us with regret at having these types of tickets and you know even momentary um, lapses in judgment unfortunately they result in these types of tickets so we're just here to basically warn you before you even get to that point. Let's just try to have a good rest of 2020, eh? And that's not to say that, you know, you should only be careful in September because it's distracted driving month. You should be careful at all times. Put it away. But, you know, if you happen to get a cell phone ticket, give us a call. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so that not only includes pumpkin spice, but all of the special holiday drinks that will come from Starbucks <laughs> going forward. Also, we, we're not uh, advertising Starbucks. We just are obsessed with it. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Nancy, you know what time it is? It's time for the Ridiculous Driver of the Week. The Ridiculous Driver of the Week. <laughs> Oh, great. My favorite. All right. So this uh, week's ridiculous driver is the worst parking job ever. So Clearwater police in Florida charged a driver with a driving under the influence charge after he left his car half hanging off the pier. <laughs> and I thought my park jobs were really bad, but, uh, you know, this is making me feel a bit better, Jody. Yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes I got out of the car and I was like, oh, that was bad, but I'm just too lazy to move it. This particular guy, I mean, I don't know if you looked at the photo, but... Oh, I did. <laughs> two wheels off the pier. I'm surprised he didn't fall into the pier and into the ocean there. Like, that would have been a genuine concern. How did he get out of the car is I the mean, bigger question, I think. Have they found here. him yet? Did he, just, did he just swim away? Well, I mean, he's been charged, so I assume he was there somewhere. Maybe he never got out of the car. That could be a thing. Yeah, he just decided maybe maybe he used, maybe just slept in the back, used that weight distribution to keep him, you know, level so he didn't fall entirely off the pier. I don't know what creativity he used, but that's definitely a creative park job. Yeah, I mean, it also was in broad daylight, so I don't think it's one of those, oh, I got really tired and slash maybe intoxicated and drove off and then parked in the back. It was broad daylight, so do you... I don't know. I mean, maybe he just really want, was scared of the water and last I minute mean, just decided to stop. I don't know. Maybe the sun was in his eyes. Didn't see. You know? Didn't see, you know? <laughs> he thought he was going down the right where the pier was, but instead he missed Stop. by a little bit and uh, wheels are over and now he's stuck. Uh, one of my favorite comments on that actual article, though, is, uh, oh, maybe he was uh, just uh, following the GPS. Because uh, I've heard of that before. <laughs> I'd hope that this is not the case, <laughs> that people wouldn't blindly go in, but you never know. <laughs> I mean, how do you even get a GPS dot in the middle of the ocean or the water, a big body of water? That seems 
difficult without a specific, you know, longitude, latitude, something to put in there. Well, we don't know if our ridiculous driver understands those coordinates. Maybe he has a special <laughs> GPS. I mean, he's ridiculous <laughs> for a reason, so I guess. But, uh, okay, Nancy, tell me about your, um, off the top of your head, what's your uh, worst parking job that you've ever seen? Oh, that I've ever seen? My favorite worst ones are the ones where they take up three parking spots with one car. Long ways. Those yes. are my favorites. Okay. And Especially are we talking... in busy complexes. Yes. Are we talking like trucks, trailers, small cars, motorcycles? Like I what mean, size I've, car I've seen here? all kinds of cars do that. The big trucks, I don't usually mind as much because I'm like, you know what? Maybe you're just stopping for food or something real quick before you get back on the road. When I see pickups or like regular cars just doing that, I'm like, oh, you just thought you needed those three spots, huh? Okay. Okay there. <laughs> I mean, I get sometimes those big trucks are really long and they might not fit in those two spots, but also most spots are, or a good chunk of spots, I guess, are double long. I think you could just pull in and park double long instead of lengthwise. Like it would just make so much more sense. You could get in, you could get out. Like what if people park beside you? How are you getting in and out of these spots at, this, at that point? Um, I think you're just hoping that you can break a window in your car and just climb on in. <laughs> Fair. All right. Well, I don't know what my most ridiculous one is, but there, there's been a few. Um, definitely seen people, especially with trailers, half parked up a hill. And I'm like, well, how are you going to, with the door at the back. So how are you going to get out when you're doing that? And also why? What does that do? Are you like shifting the, you know, is the sewer full? Are you trying to shift the smell to the front? Like, I don't really get where that's, what that does. I mean, they could be part of a traveling circus, you know, they're just gonna somersault out that back door, backflips, you never know. Yeah, that's <laughs> People true. lead colorful lives these days, Jody. I mean, I do, <laughs> as much as we joke about, you know, the ridiculous driver and the park jobs, it is a form of entertainment for me, would you not agree? I wholeheartedly agree. And that's why I, you know, whatever happens with this gentleman uh, who parked on the pier, I can only thank him for giving us a good laugh. <laughs> yes. Yes, I agree. All right. Well, tune in next week for another episode of Driving Law when special guest will probably be Paul Sh Doroshenko. Sign it, Jody and Nancy signing off. Thank you. Bye-bye.